broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. And here we go, Raider Nation. Coming in hot on this Friday. Very excited to be with you for the next three hours. Coming off the heels of the JT The Brick Show. And, of course, before that, we had the morning tailgate. Vinny, Clay, Heidi, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. JT, noon to 2. And, of course, myself and Damon will hold it down from 2 to 5 p.m. Head you into the weekend the right way. Uh, I'll tell you what, it's been a very busy morning already around the radio station. Uh, Damon Cotton is in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm back in the home studio. I actually made my way to the radio station this morning. I had a couple things had to do there and then hustled back to get on this conference call with Daniel Jeremiah. He does it every single year, a couple times a year, leading into the draft uh, process and the draft coming up at the end of April. He has the pre-combine combine dra- uh, pre- uh, conference call. Then he has the post-combine conference call, and then he'll do one more final one right before the draft uh, takes place in late April. So today was the pre-combine process and the, the conference call, and there was over 130 people on this conference call. So uh, it started at 10 o'clock this morning Pacific time, and it literally wrapped up around 1230. <laughs> so it was a good two-and-a-half-hour conference call. Then myself and Damon had to get on our hustle to kind of break it up and, and, and be able to provide you some sound. Uh, very excited about it. I thought it was a lot of really good stuff in this draft process. Uh, it's always a process. It's exactly that. You're going to get a lot of uh, feedback from a lot of different people. But Daniel Jeremiah, one of the more well-respected guys in the business when it comes to the NFL draft, uh, he he sat there and he he was peppered with question after question after question and it's funny because over the years I've been on these conference calls usually it's about 75-80% quarterback conversation and and so I was expecting it to be something similar to that today and it really wasn't I mean, there was a handful of questions asked about the quarterback. I think there was two questions asked about the quarterbacks uh, in the draft before I actually asked my question. And I think that mine was about, I don't know, cut 10, cut 11. Uh, so, you know, there was, there was quite a bit of, there was quite a bit of uh, questions that were asked about defensive players, offensive line, tight ends. The tight end class is a really deep class. Uh, there was a lot of good stuff that was talked about in the last two and a half hours that we were on this uh, conference call. But uh, after, after the call is over and everyone says their goodbyes, the hard part, as DeMond will tell you, <laughs> is hustling up and getting all the sound cut up and getting into the system so we can bring it to you here on the show. So you'll definitely hear from Daniel Jeremiah coming up on today's show. But let's go ahead and jump into the guest that we have coming up at 2.30, our good friend Cassie Soto, VegasNation.com. She joins us each and every Friday, talk about the Raiders offseason, talk about what she's looking forward to uh, with the Combine coming up next week. And, of course, if you don't know already, Raider Nation Radio 920 will be in Indianapolis next week for the Combine. It actually really all gets started on Tuesday, but uh, we'll be in Indy on Monday. There was just no way to make it work where we could have flown in Monday night and, and got everything set up and been good to go. So uh, just kind of made the executive decision to, all right, fly in late Sunday night, get there on Monday, do the show from uh, the room, from the Airbnb they were staying at, and then, boom, go from there. So uh, that's what we'll do. That's how we'll navigate. So this show will be generated all week long next week. Monday through Friday from Indianapolis, the spot of the Scouting Combine. So that's going to be a lot of fun to be able to provide you all the, the sounds, the sights. Uh, found out that when the, the coaches are going to be talking, 
I actually had a couple people hit me up earlier today and say, hey, what's the interviews looking like for next week? 10 a.m., bright and early, and that's East Coast time. Uh, Josh McDaniels is going to be speaking to the media. So the good thing is I'm assuming the morning tailgate will be able to play that live on the radio. So you'll be able to hear Josh McDaniels as he addresses the media, and then there'll be uh, an opportunity for GMs as well. But, yeah, he starts things off podium one, Tuesday, February 28th, 10 a.m. Eastern time. So that'll be what, 7 a.m. on the morning tailgate. So right when they start the show, they'll be able to jump right into some Josh McDaniel sounds. So that should be uh, fun, and that'll be Tuesday of next week. And, of course, we'll provide you all the sound from GM Dave Ziegler and all the prospects that are there at the Combine. They have certain times and certain podiums that they'll be speaking as well. So there'll be a lot to bring to you coming up next week at the Scouting Combine, something that we're definitely looking forward to. So to Cassie Soto, VegasNation.com. She joins us at 2.30 at 3 o'clock. We're going to actually give you some of the Daniel Jeremiah sound bites. Obviously, we're not going to give you all of it. It was two and a half hours, so uh, we don't have time to play all of them. But myself and Damon have gone through, kind of combed through some of the sound that we got this afternoon or this morning, and we'll bring you some of it. And a lot of it has to do with the quarterback position because that's the biggest question when it comes to the silver and black. Are there other questions? Absolutely, especially a lot of defensive questions. And there's some defensive dudes that can be had in this upcoming draft to really help the, the Raiders turn things around. Offensive linemen, of course. I mean, really, there's no area of the team that cannot be improved uh, from the from the upcoming draft and depending on how many draft picks GM Dave Ziegler has to work with you could see this team really improve their talent on the roster in a major way so uh, you'll hear from Daniel Jeremiah f- few of the cuts that he had uh, from earlier today at the combine uh, press conference or the pre-combine uh, little conference call that he had that'll be coming up at three o'clock then at 3.30, uh, Justice Mosca- uh, Mosqueda, he's from AcmePackingCompany.com, and he's really going to be talking all things NFL draft. He actually put out a piece, and I thought it was really good, a nice little uh, website that he's got going on, him and a, a few other colleagues that I actually know. Uh, they do a really good job as part of SB Nation. Uh, and the, and the, the article is where the 2023 NFL draft class is the strongest and where it's the weakest. So I can tell you off top that tight end, it's very strong. Very strong. I mean, and and Daniel Jeremiah was talking about it on the conference call earlier today, and he was just blown away by how strong the tight end class is. And matter of fact, there's a young man from Las Vegas that plays for Georgia that uh, is uh, is one of the tight ends that everyone's looking at. Uh, He's a big dude. And Demond, I know you uh, you get excited when you hear Las Vegas natives, but a big time tight end coming from Las Vegas that uh, is a national champion by way of Georgia is going to be one of the headliners in the tight end class. Are we talking first round pick? Uh, potentially. Are we talking, is there <laughs> is there a potential for the Raiders to maybe get him in the second round, make some moves happen, some wheeling and dealing? Now, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Do they need a tight end? Like, I mean, we, you know, we don't really know uh, what, what that means, what that looks like. I just know that in general, the tight end class is very deep when it comes to this upcoming draft. So anyway, we'll talk to we'll talk to Justin Muscada. Look, you're already trying to draft guys. You're already trying to put them on the roster. We'll talk to uh, Justice, excuse me, at 3.30, talking all things just the NFL draft and where it's deep and where it's not deep. And then at 4 o'clock, Carolina Teague, ESPN 97.5 in Houston. She'll join us. She'll talk a little XFL. And Damon, are you starting to get a little anxious and to get a little edgy for your uh, XFL debut tomorrow? Oh, yeah, I can't wait. You know, the Vegas Vipers taking on D.C. United. It's going to be, defenders, excuse me, it's going to be so fun to watch this game and to actually call it. And like you said, anxious, yes, doing the show prep around noon, I was watching just XFL film, you know, getting ready for this. 
Nice, nice. Well, it's funny. We had uh, Harry Douglas, who's from ESPN, him and uh, Fitz, Jason Fitz and him do a show together. He was actually in our home studios earlier today. That was one of the reasons I went to the mo- uh, radio station earlier this morning. He was using one of our studios because he's in town. He's going to be on the call of the XFL games before ESPN National. So uh, he's going to be there as well. So uh, that's, that's going to be a good experience for you where you'll get an opportunity to you know meet and greet with some of these guys that are you know even on the national level. And uh, you'll be on the call just like uh, like Harry Douglas so so there you go and uh, I think he was around the building I think he probably got out of there around a little bit after noon uh, he'll be back next week as well as the Vegas Vipers will be uh, at home again so uh, we'll have to link up I was going to try to have him on the show to talk a little XFL as well but uh, he's in production meetings until about 9 p.m. Pacific time and he said well um, I'll join your show right after and I said brother our show is long over <laughs> our show is long done by 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time now that doesn't mean I'm done with radio I actually will be hopping on with uh, Freddie Coleman this evening on ESPN National from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Pacific time. So as soon as our show's over, got that little bit of a hour, little window to kind of uh, get my get my legs underneath me again, get a little bit of uh, you know a little little water or something in my system, maybe get a bite to eat, and then boom, get back on it for the next four hours. So it's going to be a busy day today, uh, this whole afternoon leading into the weekend, but I would have it no other way. So uh, Carolina Teague will join us to talk all things XFL. Uh, she's been covering the, the San Antonio. Did we come up with their, their names yet? Are they the Brahmas? Because last week she said it was people were telling her it was the, what, the Brahmas? Yeah, she's going to have to confirm that because in my mind, they're still the Brahmas. That's what I thought. I always thought that they were, but she said that people in San Antonio were getting mad. They were saying that they were the Brahmas. So I'm kind of confused. I know the, the Rock was there. You know, he was there last week at their game, and uh, they actually uh, had a, a tough loss at the end. Uh, they had a heck of a game, but then they lost it at the end. And then they've got some controversy going on in San Antonio. I don't know if you've noticed it, but with their team, they've already fired their vice president. Their captain has been dismissed for the team. I mean, they got drama, and it's only been one week. One yeah, it's week. one of those things where with this new league, where you, you wonder what could be going so wrong so fast for this team. But luckily, it's only one team, and I hope it's not like a, a league-wide issue. Right. Well, that's the thing. You just never know, right? I mean, you, you never, ever know how these things are going to hold up, if they're going to hold up. And I remember seeing a tweet from her when she said, uh, this XFL and the drama that's going on in San Antonio uh, is giving me PTSD going back to the AAF. And the AAF had a lot of drama, uh, if you remember what they had going on uh, before they folded. So you just never know. And I, I know that The Rock has a big name, and I know that they have a, a lot of uh, big-time executives behind it. And we've talked to plenty of them leading up to the XFL. But uh, so many times, man, until it's actually that product is actually put out there and their business mind is, is thrown out there and they have to try to sustain it, it just seems like it's tough. It's tougher than really they expected it to be. And so you just never know if they're actually going to be able to sustain everything. And look, one week in and they've already lost their their vice president, their captain of their team has already been dismissed. I mean, there's multiple guys that have already been relieved of their duties, and it's only a week. So we'll get all the all the skinny on what's going on there with the San Antonio. I'm going to call them the Brahmas until uh, someone else tells me that they're called <laughs> something else. I think they're the Brahmas. I always thought it was the Brahma Bull, and hell, I thought Rock used to say that all the time. I'm not a big Rock guy, but I could have sworn that. Didn't he used to say that all the time, Devon? Yeah, that's why he's got the bull on his arm. You that's know, what he's I got, thought. He's yeah. got the tattoo. It's since been covered up into a bigger, even more massive tattoo. But yeah, the Brahma bull. That's the rock. There, he, he covered that tattoo up? Yeah, the one that was just the little bull. Now it's, yeah, yeah. It's a whole thing now. What is it, like a whole arm sleeve or whatever? Yeah, it's like goes all the way up to the shoulder and stuff. I mean, 
It's like it was like the evolution of you know the rock talk, you know, like the evolution of the tattoo. You know, gotcha, guy. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes, that's, sometimes he posts on Instagram. And it's like, what is he talking about? That's funny because I I never really even noticed that. That that is hilarious. But now that I think about it, now that you say that, I do realize that he's he's pretty sleeved up. And so uh, there you go. So now now Demond's breaking news for me. The the Brahma Bull uh, tattoo on the rock has been covered up, and I'm sure it's probably been covered up for a long time. And I just wasn't paying attention. So those are the guests that we have coming up. Cassie Soto, you'll. Hear from uh, uh, D- Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network, little combine talk or, and and pre-draft talk. Uh, Justice Mosqueda from we'll talk all things draft as well. Talk about where it's deep, where it's not deep in the upcoming draft, and then Carolina Teague will close us out at four o'clock. Of course, we'll hear from you throughout the course of the show as well. Seven zero two three six five ninety two hundred and the Don't Be Broke dot text line is six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. And we're not gonna like I said, we're not gonna play all the sound from Daniel Jeremiah. We'll start some off at three o'clock, but throughout the course of the show, depending on how the conversation goes, we'll drop a, a soundbite in here, a soundbite in there. So uh, there'll be plenty of that coming up on today's show. Now that you know the guests, you know what we have planned, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Before we even get into the opening drive, DeMond, we've already got some uh, response on our don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. I was talking about the young man, the tight end from uh, Las Vegas who went to Georgia, Darnell Washington. I got a text from the 925, Darnell Washington or Resign Foster? And uh, the, the person responded and said, I I'd take Washington. He's projected to go in the second or third round currently. So there you go. Uh, there's your answer already. I'm surprised that you weren't all over that, uh, knowing how you are with all the Las Vegas cats. You're usually all over that, but this is a big athletic dude, right? I remember watching him play uh, when Georgia was making their run to the national championship thinking, dude, that is a that is a guy. Like, that is a really Really big dude, just big, strong, and I mean, he's one of those guys, man. You, you know, the the tight end position is becoming so so much more athletic and really just like a big time wide receiver. And I mean, hell, we see it all the time. You know, with Darren Waller, we see how he's really he's a wide receiver in the tight end's body. Well, Darnell Washington is even bigger than him, right? Yeah. And he's got that size. And I'm looking at Dame Brugler's uh, scouting report. I'm just going to read you the, these couple of sentences here. One of the more unique prospects in the draft class, Washington has the size and blocking skill of an offensive tackle but moves with the prowess of a pass catching tight end i'm sold (laughs) yeah he's actually he's number 29 on dame brugler's uh big list of what was it big 50 or was it big 100 oh top 100 top 100 players he has them at number 29 he's six foot seven and 280 pounds so yeah he's a he's a big dude uh hailing from las vegas so thank you for that text from the 925 and that transitions right into the question that I want to throw out there and want to hear from you Raider Nation at 702-365-9200 we are full-fledged into the offseason we know that free agency is coming up we'll probably know a lot more about what the draft will look like based off of what we see from the silver and black come free agency but I want to know what gets you more excited during the offseason do you get more fired up for free agency you know that the tampering period starts a couple days before the actual new league year so the new league year is march 15th so two days before that the 13th you all of a sudden have the legal tampering period which i always think i say it every year i think it's silly you have a legal tampering period like just just open it up but whatever so teams are allowed to start talking to these free agents and these free agents uh agents to try to work out a deal which oh by the way they've been doing anyway and next week at the combine they'll really be doing it but now it's legal to tamper so that'll be on march 13th so what gets you more excited the free agent period a free agency period when it opens up or do you get more excited 
by the NFL draft and why. So that's the question. What is more exciting for you this offseason, especially when it, as it pertains to the silver and black, knowing that there's so many questions that they have as Dave Ziegler, Champ Kelly, and Josh McDaniels try to build this team. What gets you more excited, free agency or the draft and why? So, Damon, as I always do, I'll start with you. What gets you fired up the most, man? What are you most excited about? What are you most intrigued by? What is it for you? I think it's got to be the draft for me because there's so much. It's the long weekend of the excitement of each pick for your team. This guy could be the next guy. You're excited about every pick. We just talked about Darnell Washington, and I'm I'm sold on him already. <laughs> where you know, and then like when you're watching it on TV, you see the graphic. You know, they're hyping up the guy. I feel like free agency. It's more. Um, it's, it's, it happens and it's over. You know, you can stretch out the draft for a couple of weekends and then with all the reports out of minicamp, your team signs that guy that, you know, you get that guy that's already a pro bowler. Yeah, you know what you should expect. Right. Well, the thing about free agency, and, and I, I'm with you, I like the draft more uh, just because I feel like that, one, the players are younger and so they can contribute. If you get the right guys, they can contribute for a lot longer, even though you know it's a crapshoot. It's almost like it's almost like playing that triple-double diamond machine at the uh, at the casino, right? You hit it and you hope for the best, right? Because I mean, that, that's all you really could do in the draft because even guys that look good in college that are, you know, the sure shot, no doubt about us, in the draft – you know, when, when they get into the NFL, it doesn't mean that they're going to be that great player. I mean, there's been so many times when we see guys that have been, you know, oh, that's the sure shot guy. He's the guy that's going to play 10 years, going to be all pro, might not be a Hall of Famer, but you know what you're going to get from that guy. And then they wash out in a couple of years. I mean, it's just, it's such a crapshoot. But you, I, I just think that the intrigue of if you hit on that guy, you know what I mean? Like, you could have a dude. Like, I didn't know that Max Crosby was going to be as good as he, as he is. I remember uh, talking about Max Crosby before the draft, but it was always like, oh, just pay attention to this guy. He, he has something to him. He's got a little, you know, he's got a motor that doesn't really slow down. Uh, he's got to put on weight. I mean, there was a lot of if he could do this, if he could do that, he might end up being a really good player. I had no idea Max Crosby was going to be as good as he is. But that's also the fun of the draft, right? You, you, you see who your team drafts, and then you start doing more research on him and start you know, getting some insight on him. You're like, okay, wait, hold on. That guy could be uh, really good. Like Nate Hobbs. Learned about Nate Hobbs really quickly. Once the Raiders drafted him, I started doing some research, and people started talking about the little something-something in his, in his neck that he's got, the kind of, you know, the swagger and the attitude and the, you know, the, the physicality that he plays with. And I was like, wait a minute, this, this dude sounds like he could be a, a player. Now, you know, he, I think he's got a big year coming up. He needs to have a big year coming up because I feel like he took a little bit of a step back last season. A lot of that was due to injury. But, you know, there's, there's, there's guys you can get fired up and excited about. When it comes to free agency, I think – Everyone gets excited for the first couple days, right? I think the first couple days of free agency is, is really good, but then after that, it kind of fizzles out because all of a sudden all the big names that everyone's looking at is pretty much gone. They're pretty much accounted for. And at some point, you know, you'll, you'll see some, some free agent signings and say, oh, that's a pretty good, that's a nice little signing. You know, that's a, that's a quality player right there. That wasn't tier one, but that's a nice little tier two player or a tier three player, and that gets people excited. But – I think for the most part, once the big, big names and free agency are gone, then then it's just like, okay, well, let's let's see how the team, you know, how, how that affects what they're going to do in the upcoming NFL draft. So that's a question that we throw out there to you. Want to hear from you. You can hit us up many different ways. Our don'tbebroke.com text line is 69187, keyword R&R. You can always hit us up on Twitter at your boy Q254, at DeMond underscore the boss. And, of course, Raider Nation Radio 920 is at R&R 920 AM. Or... You can just pick up the phone like our guy Fargo Raider did at 702-365-9200. Fargo, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? 
Hey, Kun Damon, thank you for taking my call. The, a dog does, or the sun does shine on the dog's tail every now and then. <laughs> they gave me, they cut me early today, so I'm happy to be able to call in the first hour of the day. Nice. Now, for me personally, I get more jacked up about the free agency period because of uh, the aspect of a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Free okay. agency, I mean, free agency with uh, the draft, yes. All athletes that reach the NFL and the draft are the top 1% of the 1% of athletes in the country that choose this sport. So regardless, all those guys have had tape of them putting in mad work or else they wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. However, like you said, the translation to the NFL, it's a crapshoot. We never know. Same with the free agency, but those guys are already – in the NFL, you already know how they're going to react in game, in this game speed, what their ceiling most likely is, and and their floor. And for me, I love puzzles, so it's a it's awesome to see the puzzle pieces get put into place. And like you're saying, once the big names go, that only makes it a little better for me because then you really get to see how good the scout team is and how innovative the GM and the coaches that are picking their players are because they have to pick certain traits from here and there and patch work to make it work and that's exciting to me I think that's a that's an under underestimated part of the whole process especially for us we don't have any luck in the damn draft (laughs) so I don't even look forward to it anymore day one I just I click back to see how, how close we are to picking once we make the pick and I get to make the, the face that uh, Silver and Black Panther's cousin made, that's and I funny. go back to watching wherever I was. Oh, man. That's, uh, that's my answer. Thank you for taking my call, and you guys have a great day. Hey, Thank man, you thank, thanks for the call. We definitely will stay warm. You stay warm and have a blessed weekend as well, my man. And that's so funny. And I, I do get jacked up for the draft, man. The draft is one of my favorite uh, events all year long. I remember on Saturdays when it used to be a Saturday and Sunday event, I used to uh, go and buy a couple boxes of uh, cold beverages, and me and my buddies would have a draft watch party, and we'd just sit around the house and watch the draft all day long, get fired up, and it's even one of my favorite events to go to just because you see every fan base there, and you see them all getting excited because that's the guy. That one guy is about to change the whole thoughts of your of your team, or like you said about the you know the look on the face from Silver and Black uh, Panther's cousin. Like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? What kind of pick was that? You see the disgust on on people's faces as well when they think that's a terrible pick. And sometimes they're right. Sometimes it's a terrible pick. Sometimes it works out to be a good pick. I mean, that's that's the thing. It's really just a crapshoot. But uh, I like it. I like your breakdowns and and you know it's it always. It always depends on, I guess, what team has success. And some teams have more success uh, than others in the draft, so maybe that's why other fan bases get more excited about certain aspects of the, you know, of the offseason. So thank you so much for that call. Appreciate you. Mailman Raider hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword r and I like this one. Q, I'm kind of cheating on this one, but when we got money to spend, it's free agency. But when we pick top ten, it's a draft. Last draft, the only draft digging I did was listening to the show. This year, I'm out YouTubing this guy and that guy. That's Mailman Raider. And, you know, it's funny. I don't remember what year it was, but Reggie McKenzie was still the the GM of the Silver and Black. And, man, the Raiders had almost $100 million, if not more, in free agency money, like salary cap money. They had the, like, most money ever. 
right? And I just thought that he was going to go out there and make it rain, right? I thought you were going to hear T-Pain playing in the background, you know, and they were about to build up that team. And it felt like I think the first two or three days of free agency, it was like crickets. You heard nothing. I was wondering, what in the hell is he doing? (laughs) Is he at some point going to start spending some money and – uh, so sometimes just because you have a lot of money, you don't end up spending it right. And I don't remember exactly who he ended up signing that, uh, that, that, uh, that period of time when they had all that salary cap money. I have a pretty good idea it wasn't a whole lot of players that made a big difference. I'll just put it like that. I, I just because I don't remember who they were. So that kind of lets me know that it must not have been too much of anything that he ended up signing with all that salary cap money. So, yeah, you can have a lot of money and you can go spend it and get wild and crazy with it. But that doesn't mean that you're going to get quality players. And a lot of times, and DeMond, you know this, we talked to Andrew Brandt, free agency, you always have to wonder, well, why doesn't the team that they're currently on, why are they letting them leave, right? Why, why do they want to let them walk, or why are they okay with letting them walk? Is it because they have some really good young players behind them, or is it because he's damaged goods? Similar to, take a perfect example, J.C. Jackson last year. That was the guy I was pounding the table for. And, boy, the Raiders dodged the bullet by not gr- grabbing that guy, right? Dave Ziegler said, nope, no thanks. And, well, it worked out in a major way for the Raiders. And then on the opposite side, it's the uh – Brad, James Bradbury scenario right. where, yep. hey, the Giants are releasing him. Well, why don't the Giants want him more? It was more for cap relief. Right. But then the Eagles pick him up, and he's, you know, one play, one bad play away from the Super Bowl from being a Super Bowl champ. Right. But, I mean, he got there. Right. So, yep. I mean, it's just that, it's that, it's that double-sided coin of it could work out well for you, or it could be a guy who's we don't know when we're going to see him play again. Right, exactly. We got a text for the 925. Reggie McKenzie, Reggie McKenzie, Fridays, LOL. Most transactions were on Friday. That's true. Uh, not, not wrong about that. Thanks for the text. Sir Whiskey Race at Q&D. Happy Friday, and I'm loving today's topic. I'll take the draft all day, 24-7. What I liked about the draft every year is the unknown. Kind of like DeMond's high school basketball career. <laughs> <laughs> on the real, it's about possibly trading up or trading back for more picks. I love the unknown when it comes to draft day. Off to happy hour, uh, gentlemen. I'll have a shot for each of you since I'll be on vacation with the stepkids. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray. Uh, always finds a happy hour that he enjoys and uh, always feels, uh, you know, has enough time to chime in on the show. So we definitely appreciate that. And that's the other thing, man. The intrigue is there. It's always a big question. Is this a good one? Is it going to be a, a, a bad one? What's the case? The wife for the longest and when I used to sit around and watch the draft at the house, she'd pull out the phone and say, all right, I'm about to start recording. I want to see his immediate reaction, like who is going to be immediately. And I remember the, I think the last one she did is when the Raiders drafted Alex Leatherwood. And uh, I say it all the time. I'm an Alabama guy. I, I love Alabama football. I think I had done on my podcast. I said Alex Leatherwood would probably be a good, you know, late second-round pick, maybe even a third-round pick. And when they grabbed him in the first round, all I remember doing is looking back at the wife saying, Leatherwood? Leatherwood? In round one? Leatherwood, I was so confused, but at the same time, it's like, all right, they've got to see something I don't see. So I allowed everyone to tell me that that was a good decision. Well, we all know it wasn't a good decision, but then I felt like it worked out because they got Trayvon Merrick in round two, and I thought, okay, well, if they flip-flop positions, then it still works out. Well, now Trayvon Merrick's got a lot to prove, too, so maybe it didn't work out after all, right? Trey's got to have a big year this next year to prove that he was worth the second overall or the second round pick that he was selected the year that the Raiders selected Alex Leatherwood, number 17 overall. 227 is the time. What's more exciting for you this offseason, free agency or the draft, and why? Hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Cassie Soto, VegasNation.com. She joins us next. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. 
That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Got a tweet from Raiders Burner 91. Q, I'm most excited for the draft. Young, homegrown talent to bring in is the most exciting surprise. Free agents are not with the team for a reason. That's from Raiders Burner 91. That's in response to what is more exciting for you this offseason, free agency or the draft, and why. You can hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Right now, joining us on the phone lines is our good friend Cassie Soto from VegasNation.com on Twitter at underscore Cassie Soto. And Cassie, I'll start off with you. What's more exciting for you as you kind of navigate through this offseason, looking at the Raiders as they try to build this team? Do you think it's going to be free agencies more exciting or the NFL draft? Oh, good question. Well, first off, happy Friday. We love a Friday. (laughs) Yes. Happy Friday, Q. And Damon, I already told you happy Friday and got the answer from you. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll leave that off the air here. But, uh. Oh, we know. We know he's, he's, he's short timing it, Cassie. We know he's looking at the clock trying to get up out of there. (laughs) I'm like, didn't the show start at two? You just got here. (laughs) Exactly. He's like, I'm, I'm ready to get out of here. I'm, he, he doesn't know just because I'm not in studio. I could definitely hear everything he says. So when he tells you, yeah, I know, I can't wait to get up out of here oh i could hear him too (laughs) i know (laughs) well anyways okay so what's more exciting free agency or the draft yes um that's a toughie because i think looking like just in recent years i mean what's been more exciting i'd probably go free agency for the raiders just the way that the draft has panned out and obviously, you know, that the old regime um, is gone now. So maybe Raiders fans won't get as brutal of reactions when they draft players that you're like, what? <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, even just looking at last year's free agency, hello, Devontae Adams, right? So that was a huge one. And I just I remember that day. It's so crazy thinking back to that day, Q, and I'm sure I'm pretty sure you were there. That was the day that was actually Chandler Jones's introductory press conference. Yeah. Yep. And it was a day we were there early, right? We were this big day, Chandler Jones, and everybody's, you know, excited to talk to him and hear about him. And Heidi Fang and myself were the last two at Raiders headquarters. We're literally packing up our stuff, putting our backpacks on, and boom, Heidi looked at me and says, they just traded for Devontae. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, it's late. The sun's down. Like, let's go. And she's like, no, Cass, it's happening. So, boom. I think... While the draft is fun in and of itself, I think free agency just has this different, like, keeping you on your toes, sort of, you know? So I'm, I, I think I'm going to go free agency because you really don't know what could happen and, you know, how many people were expecting that huge Devontae Adams trade when it happened for the Raiders. So I think now this new regime, Dave Ziegler and, and Josh McDaniels, like, anything is really possible. They could have who knows what up their sleeve for this year's free agency. You know, it's funny. You would talk about, you remember it like it was yesterday. I'll tell you, it was yesterday, just about. It was a Thursday when it happened because I was right in the middle of recording a podcast for Friday, and all of a sudden I had to stop. (laughs) I had to stop in the middle of the podcast and start over and thought, 
wow, this is incredible. And I was doing a, I was doing a podcast with another guy, Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers. We were doing the Locked On NFL show, and all of a sudden he said, hey, man, you might want to stop. Uh, Devontae Adams just got traded to the Raiders. And so all bets were off. I was like, all right, emergency podcast, stop this, stop what we're doing. Let's go ahead and talk about this. So, yeah, that was, right? yeah. That was pretty <laughs> wild. But think about this. I mean, technically, if you want to get technical, I mean, that was a trade and then a signing. So, really, yeah. free agency, what was the big free agent move the Raiders made? Chandler Jones? Chandler Jones, yeah. Last year and then the year before, would you have Yannick and Gawkway, yep. Zay yep. Jones were some big names. And I think with that, and I think one of the callers had mentioned it before, I think I caught the tail end of it, like, in free agency, you kind of know what you're getting. But... And the Raiders, like, the last few years, again, Zay Jones, like, who expected Zay Jones to be the Zay Jones that he was with the Raiders, right? And right. those big games that he was able to come up with. Yannick Ngakwe, and maybe not, I wouldn't put him in the Chandler Jones era, right? He came in and did some good things for the Raiders. But mm-hmm. again, helping develop one Max Crosby, yeah. right? So yep. maybe that free agent isn't exactly what you think he's going to be. But the veteran-type leadership that he brings in helps the younger players on this team that will, you know, inevitably become the franchise, uh, the face of this franchise. Again, in that case of Max Crosby being able to play with guys like Yannick Ngakwe and Chandler Jones and sucking all of their knowledge out, you know, as quickly as they can. That's a great point. I mean, that's a fantastic point. I remember being there at training camp. You were there at training camp. We were all there watching Max. He looked a lot faster. Uh, We obviously have found out later that, you know, he had stopped drinking. He was sober. So that was one Mm -hmm. thing. But at the same time, he was developing with Yannick. And you can see him take that next step. And and it was something that was funny. We kept coming back to the radio station saying, man, it's something about Max. He looks different this year and he didn't that's a great point uh, that was that was crucial I think for the develop help develop Max Crosby was bringing in unique Ngakwe and I think that even Chandler Jones even though he underwhelmed as far as stats I think last yeah. year with Chandler Jones he still was able to get some of that knowledge that Chandler Jones has as far as the art of the pass rush and I do think that that that's that's a great point Cassie I like that that's that's a great yeah. way to, to drop it right there there you go see and, you bring him <laughs> because it was Anytime we talked to Max Crosby, it was Jan and myself and Jan and this and Jan and that. This year it was Chan and this and Chan yep. does this. And you might not see Chan here, but he's teaching me this. He's doing me that. So I think that free agency, you know, the availability and being able to bring in guys that are established, Chandler Jones coming in with the reputation and the stats that he did again, being able to give your young guys that opportunity, whereas vice versa in the draft, now maybe it would be Max Crosby teaching the ways to a younger guy, right? But yep. Max Crosby still has all this time and room to develop. I don't think we've seen the tip of the iceberg yet with Max. And so being able to bring in guys that they can learn from, I think is, you know, that's got to be exciting in the long run. I agree 100%. Great stuff. That's Cassie Soto, VegasNation.com on Twitter, at underscore Cassie Soto here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And I say roughness. Go ahead, Damon. I've got to get your thoughts on the biggest topic of the week, Aaron Rodgers emerging from the cave of darkness, you know, his darkness <laughs> retreat. Do you think that we're one step closer? That was a little overrated, though, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Wasn't it? I mean, it made it sound like it was. I think we talked to Cassie about that last week. It sounded like it was solitary confinement. Instead, it sounded like it ended up being a studio apartment with no electricity, but they had electricity. That's what I'm saying. Like, I went on my rant last week. I was like, the gentrification of all of this. I'm just, I'm over it. Like, I'm glad. Okay, he did what he had to do in the dark. He made, there was a light switch. It wasn't that bad. Some people, you know, that's like probably like a 
1200 $1,300 studio apartment somewhere, and he just, just you know, you yep. know what I mean? Yep. So, whatever. Like, yes, he's emerged. What was the, I'm sorry, what was the question? <laughs> you, he, I what, mean, what was the question there? Do you think we're a step closer to finding out if he's going to stay with the Packers or get traded? Who cares? I don't know. We'll find out on Tuesday. Yep. We'll, that, fi- we'll find out on Tuesday. What time is it, the, the, the show? Yep. Um, McAfee show? We'll, we'll see. I don't know. I think the same thing. I, no, I'm with you. I think that everything we find out about Aaron Rodgers will be on Tuesday. So let me say this. Since we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, it sounds like you are, you're over everything that has to do with Aaron Rodgers and really aren't uh, very particular about him headed to Vegas. I'm just like the drama, you know? Like, we get it. You're, like, you're good. You don't have to bring on this drama. We know. You don't have to, you know, tell us you're going to go spend. Like, that was so deliberate. You know, I'm over here like, man, like, you don't need a PR guy. Just have Aaron Rodgers just come stay that he's telling you he's going to stay in the dark for a couple of days. You know, mm-hmm. like how many people now are like going to call it like the Aaron Rodgers retreat or, right. you know, I, I have to get Aaron Rodgers clarity. Come on, like relax. So, yeah, I'm, I'm over it. I'm done with this Rodgers talk. I hope he stays in Green Bay. You know, nobody, <laughs> tell, nobody tell him it snows over here. Maybe that's what he's into. Don't tell him it's snowing in Vegas. <laughs> nice. Well, I'll tell you this. When it comes to that retreat, that area that he went to in, in northern Oregon or wherever it was, uh, that place is, like, sold out now. So I'm telling you. There you go. This is a big PR stunt. Yep. There you go. That's it's all it's all in the it's all in the in the PR. It's all in the, it's in the script. It's in the script, Q. Yep, exactly right. Exactly right. Cassie Soto is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. So let me ask you about another quarterback that could be potentially on the move, and that's Lamar Jackson. And you brought him up months ago. I mean months yeah. ago you brought up Lamar Jackson. It sounds like that Baltimore and him are no closer to a contract agreement. It seems like they're really far off as far as money. Do you think that the Raiders should be involved in at least the conversations when it comes to Lamar Jackson? I mean, they can be involved, but that guaranteed, uh, you know, word is yep. a little scary. A little bit scary, so I might be taking back what I said to go out and get him because there are a whole lot of holes to fill on this team to be dropping 200-plus million guaranteed on one guy. So, you know, right? That's, what that, that's yes. at least what he's going to be targeting. He, he, right? he wants – he wants more than Watson got, which was two thirty guaranteed. Yeah, that's 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 a lot of that's a lot of cash. Again, for a, a guy that you know would come in and make an, an impact immediately, but when you have so many holes to fill, especially on the other side of the ball, you know, if, if the defense is letting the other team put up twenty, thirty points plus game, now Lamar is going to have to go out there and you know, top that, and you're just going to make your offense work so much harder if the defense isn't able to stop anybody. So with that being said, when it comes to this quarterback position, you think that the price tag's a little too high for Lamar. Do you think that they should go out there and get a rookie, or is it going to be bring in someone like Garoppolo or stick with Stidham? I know uh, that was – I actually wanted to ask you this because I can't – I think I'm a Stidham. I'm going to go Stidham. But who would you rather have, Stidham or Garoppolo? Garoppolo. Oh, man. I, I'd much rather not have Jimmy G, right? I'd much rather the Raiders roll with Stidham, maybe Baker Mayfield, I, I, maybe a rookie. But I just – I don't trust Jimmy G's availability. That's I mean, that's yeah. the whole thing I don't – don't like about him. I know a lot of people think that LQ hates him. No, I just hate his availability, and he's not available. So, I mean, you could be great, but if you're great on the sideline, what does that do for anybody? No, I think that's fair, and I think even you could put, like, Stidham, obviously, we saw what he was able to do only in two games, but what 
fans were able to see was somebody that is willing to put it all on the line and, again, to earn that respect from his teammates. I think Devontae was the one that said, like, he came over to me with blood in his mouth and was like, yeah, like, that was cool, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think, like, that level of leadership and confidence more than anything comes with experience, which is something Stidham has, maybe not as a starter exactly, but being able to work with Josh McDaniels and learning from some top guys he's going to have a sense of knowledge that a rookie will not have right away. So again, if you stick with Stidham, get a rookie, they're going to be able to battle it out. And I think that that's maybe a safer bet than throwing all your eggs away in one basket with a guy like Lamar and not being able to fill those holes. At least you'll have a solid maybe 1A, 1B that can work off of each other, that can compete against each other. And there, I mean, there's just something about Stidham I think that we saw develop later in those practices once Carr was benched that you could tell he was gaining that leadership and, you know, joking in the locker room and just this different sort of confidence that switched on because he knew it was go time. It was his time to make an impression. And I think it obviously isn't an ideal case, but if you have to go with Stidham, I don't think it's the worst possible scenario. Something that we were talking about just yesterday was Josh Jacobs. Would it make sense for him to take, let's say, a team-friendly deal if Jared Stidham is still the starting quarterback? Do you think that would make sense for Josh Jacobs, that he'd be cool with the team-friendly deal if Stidham is there? Ooh, I don't know about that one. I don't think – I mean, it's, no, I don't think so. I don't think he. that's where he might say well, – was it during the Super Bowl that he said – you Pro Bowl. Be willing to, the Pro Bowl. Yep. So the Pro Bowl, he said the hero turned villain. Right. Mm-hmm. But then a couple days later at the Super Bowl, oh, yeah, he said yep. like, he'd be willing to work with them, right? Yeah. So I don't know if in those last couple of games, Stidham made a big enough impression on Josh Jacobs to be able to say, okay, I'll rock with this guy. So I don't know. That's an iffy one for sure because at that point, who would you – yeah, what position is, is more important to you at that point? And I, it, it has to be quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it, it does. And, and he said, you know, at the Pro Bowl that whoever the quarterback is is going to, uh, you know, kind of depend on the level of his desire to return to the Raiders uh, this next season as well. So uh, there's a lot. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of players like a Devontae, like a Darren, like Hunter, like Josh that are all interested in who the quarterback's going to be. Hell, like us, we're all interested <laughs> in, in who the quarterback's going to be. Cassie, before we let you go, now the Raiders are sitting there, I think, around third with uh, as, far, as far as salary cap space goes. And right now – they have a handful of draft picks, about 10 or 11. How aggressive do you think Dave Ziegler might be this first year? And I say first year because this is the first mm-hmm. year he's had his own scouts. He's been in the Raiders organization. He now knows what he's looking for for this team. How, how, how aggressive do you think he might be this offseason in general? In the draft in, in particular? Or? Well, I mean, in both, just yeah. the draft and, and in, the, in free agency where they just go all in and try to build up the team, you know, just like boom, 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 pound it and try to really yeah. uh, bring in a lot of talent? Or do you think they just kind of, you know, I don't want to say slow drip process, but kind of just take their time and build this thing? No, I think besides really Devontae Adams last year, it was really the more of the slow drip, right? Because we were all sitting there training camp like, so this offensive line mm-hmm. is still the same okay so I think you know they had their slow drip process they had that time to get in and to figure it out and to see kind of what pieces need to come together now I feel like yeah it has to be full attack here you have to fill all these pieces um we were in the press box with them you could hear people yelling you know when things went right and when things went wrong and you could especially hear people yelling when things went wrong (laughs) and a lot of that had to do because 
there was no big moves made in key positions. So I think, yeah, this year you have to go all in if you're one Dave Ziggler. I think so, too. We'll see how it shakes out. I mean, free agency is right around the corner. The new league year opens March 15th. Oh, you were at the Combine last year. Are you going to the Combine this year? I'm so sad. I'm not. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I'm all right, done deal. Sad. I'm very sad. Well, all right. Well, we'll we'll represent at the combine for you, but we won't talk about oh, it. <laughs> have, how how many uh, carry-ons are you taking? How many luggages? Um, hey, look, man. Look, you know, it's funny. It's funny that you said that. I actually had an extra credential that I had been approved for, and I didn't have the extra person to give it to. So, hey, it's not you like you. Not- <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I know. Well, you're going. I hope you have a blast. And no, that's a lot of jackets. It, no, no doubt. No doubt. You know me. I don't like to be cold. So I'm definitely going to go <laughs> represent, and it should be really interesting. And this is such an important offseason for the silver and black. So VegasNation.com, Cassie, what are you working on? What do you got coming out that we should be on the lookout for? Yeah, once again, just promoting our 7 at 7 show, 7 Minutes of News, brought straight to you every day, 7 a.m., 7 p.m., uh, ReviewJournal.com or ReviewJournal YouTube page. You can always check that out. And real quick before I go, i got to give a birthday shout-out okay. to, to my main man, Los. Nice. My dad is turning the big five zero tomorrow, so we're taking in me and my middle sister. We're going to a Golden Knights game tomorrow, and you know, just hanging out with pops for the first fiftieth birthday. So, Dad, I love you if you're listening. Nice. Now nah, he better be listening first of all. But yeah. second, second of all, uh, yeah. Hey, man, happy birthday to Los. That's our guy. Uh, we love us some Los. So yeah, man, definitely happy birthday. I'm glad you brought that up. But that's uh, that's my guy. So uh, yeah, man, you guys make sure you have a, a happy birthday and you uh, get him a drink on me. <laughs> I will. I'll know you. Okay, I'll Venmo you later. No, there you okay, go. He, said, he just texted me. I'm here. Thank All right. You. Done deal. <laughs> Done deal. You guys have fun. Appreciate you, Cassie. Bye, guys. See you. There she goes. Cassie Soto, VegasNation.com, on Twitter, at underscore Cassie Soto. And, yeah, her pops is a dude, man. That's that's our guy. So, happy birthday to Los turning the big five zero. Hopefully all goes well. I'll be there one day, too. Not quite yet, but I'll be there sooner rather than later. Uh, like my mom always says, just keep on living, boy. You'll keep getting older, and that's just how it goes. 2.49 is the time. Take a quick break. Come back. Close out hour number one. We'd love to hear from you, though. 702-365-9200. Our don'tbebroke.com text line is 69187. Keyword R&R. What's more exciting for you this offseason, free agency or the draft, and why? Let us know. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. On Raider Nation Radio. Coming up at the top of the hour, Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network, draft guru, mock draft specialist. I don't know how else you want to break it down. He's uh, he's the guy. Ever since Mike Mayock left NFL Network, Daniel Jeremiah has really been the heir apparent. He's the Mel Kuyper Jr. of NFL Network. It's funny. There's a lot of different opinions from Mel Kuyper and DJ this year. And normally these guys are pretty close to in lockstep with each other. But I saw a tweet earlier where Mel Kuyper said there was going to be, I think he said 20 wide receivers taken in the first three three rounds or 20 to 30 in the first three rounds. And from all my understanding, and we'll talk to Justice Mosqueda coming up at 3.30, the wide receiver class isn't very deep. <laughs> so to me, 30, 30 wide receivers in three rounds is pretty deep. Right, So I'll have to get some clarity on that, but uh, I, I don't believe, and I think that Daniel Jeremiah mentioned it. Uh, we'll hear from him coming up at the top of the hour. I think he mentioned it as well. There's not a, it's not a real deep class when it comes to the wide receivers. Luckily for the Raiders, wide receiver is not a super priority. Now, if they were to get a guy that could stretch the field, that would be great. 
right? A guy that's just a burner, that would be fantastic. I think that's a great element to add to the Raiders roster, but it's not a priority where they need to go in and get that number one dude. They need a number one wide receiver like when they went and drafted Amari Cooper back in the day. It was like, oh, they have to go get a number one target, and that's what they did with Coop. They have their number one target in Devontae Adams. But the question that we threw out there, and we'd love to hear from you on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. You can call us as well, 702-365-9200. What's more exciting for you this offseason, free agency or the draft, and why? And I said the draft earlier. Another reason why I'm excited about the draft, because I want to see what Dave Ziegler could do. Right, Dave Ziegler seems like from my, you know, interactions with him, and it hasn't been a lot. Like, don't get it twisted. Me and Dave aren't on the phone just chopping it up. You know, we're not hanging out at the bar having a couple cold ones, talking draft and talking talking about building a roster. But the few times that I've talked to him, either at you know the facility or maybe in the press box at Allegiant Stadium, uh, I, I feel like. And, and listen to him as well, obviously, busting with the boys when he's on with JT or whatever the case may be. He sounds like a very sharp mind. And from what he did in the draft last year, it was intriguing to me. I would love to see what he can do with a full allotment of draft capital and see how he can build the team. But that's the question that I have, and that's the kind of way I'm feeling. Silver and Black Panther hit us up on Twitter. I'll go a free agency over the draft this year, mainly because we need more ready-to-play guys than what's available in the draft. At least it's possible to see and rule out players before committing to a player who's not what he's supposed to be, hashtag seventh pick. Uh, Ravi said, brother, I agree with you that they should. I've been on Brady. Oh, this must not be about this call. Um, no, this is about – oh, this is uh, – Ravi it's hit us up about uh, saying that Josh McDaniels will not trade for Rodgers. And I said, no, I didn't, I didn't say that he would. I just said that they should take a look at him. And he said, I agree with you that they should. I've been on Brady. Uh, he retired and Rodgers trained for a while, but they won't unless Davis overrules them. Again, agree with you. That's the right thing to do for the team. So that's uh, in response to something else. Um, and Mike hit us up on Twitter. Here's an analogy for you. Free agency is like buying a used Cadillac. It's nice, but it's someone else's ride. They put miles on it and maybe let their kids eat in it. The draft is going to <laughs> the draft is going to the dealer and getting a brand new caddy. I love it. <laughs> Mike knows how to get to my heart. <laughs> Mike knows how to get through to me. And I'll tell you this, Demond. I tell you all the time that on my computer, it just knows me too well. And Nikes and Cadillacs always pop up. I don't know if you've seen it or if it's happened to you, but man. The Cadillac, and it's not even Finley Cadillac. It was just like Cadillac, Cadillac. All of a sudden, popped up on my uh, on my computer the other day, and it just showed me something like the 2024 Cadillac Escalade. So I was like, "Well, I'm intrigued." So I clicked on it. Why did I sit there for 10 or 15 minutes to try to customize a brand new Escalade? Not customize it. Come on. <laughs> well, they said you could build your own. So I was like, "Okay, why not?" <laughs> So what was the price when you were done? About when a smooth three hundred? No, it was about one hundred twenty-five thousand okay. when I was done. And I said, "What the hell am I doing? Why am I up here messing with these fine folks?" Let me go ahead and and uh, delete, <laughs> exit stage left. But I like that, Mike. Good stuff. That's a great one. That is fantastic. One more quick text, and we'll take a break. Uh, this was from Geese Mode. I'm excited to see Ziegler get cooking in the draft this year. His first-round pick for the next three years is a quarterback with the win-now and win-now mug. In the next 10 years, potential Lamar Jackson. They can make the money to do what it do. We need a guy that can lead this team to the promised land against all other AFC quarterbacks. Lamar is him. So what he's saying is give up the first-round picks for the next three years and go and get Lamar Jackson. Uh, that's a, That's – 
I want to say it's a possibility, but I don't really feel like it's a possibility, right? I don't think that it's realistic, but, man, I I do start thinking about what Lamar would look like at Allegiant Stadium in a Raiders uniform outside of a Ravens uniform and what he could bring to the table and how many guys on the roster right now might be excited to play with a guy like that. And, boy, it is intriguing. I just don't think that Dave Ziegler will pull the uh, trigger on that. You want to talk about hamstring in the future. That's hamstring in the future, not not having a first-round pick for the next three three years at least. That would be that would be a major major thing. So thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. Two fifty nine is the time. When we come back, Daniel Jeremiah had a very lengthy pre combine conference call earlier today. We'll hear from him next. It's Ray Nation Radio nine twenty.